Children born to single parent homes. I'm talking real issues, real That's time. That's problem. It starts with us. It begins with us. We need to choose each other. You understand? Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. This is the Queen Rain Podcast. I am your host, Queen Rain, and we are embarking on the first installment of the Sister Queen series. So I'm welcoming all my ladies and eavesdropping men. <laughs> You're all welcome to be present um, no matter what. Now, if you listen to my intro to Sister Queen Podcast, then you know my first few podcasts are going to be directed towards the women in my audience. And, um, I chose to focus on the women first in an effort to advocate for Brown family restoration because women have become the front runners of the single parent homes where, depending on where you are, 68 to 73% of African-American children are born out of wedlock in urban community. And um, my brand demographic on um, facebook.com slash Rain Raphael for my Sincerely Rain Raphael page breaks down to 48% of men followers and 52% of women followers currently. And so I kind of pride myself on that 50-50 split because that kind of tells me that I don't lean to one side or the other, that I'm fair in my delivery of messages and that I don't lose um, value from either one of the genders based on what truths or opinions I bring to the table. So that's really important to me because I want our children to get the fair shot that they need. And that fair shot comes from homes that have two parents in them. Um, but even as I say that, I want to reassure those who are in my audience right now who have created two parent homes, uh, using two parents of the same sex. Um, you are welcome to be here. You are welcome to listen. And I ask that if this applies to you, that you listen with more of a spiritual or metaphoric understanding of what I'm giving forth. Because I do know that when we partner, we still have a feminine, a feminine uh, and masculine spirit in order to create the balance of a relationship. So when I address the men, then perhaps you would... Um, you would identify you or your partner accordingly and still be able to receive some of the um, ideals that I'm pushing forward in order to restore our families. I want to make sure that that's clear and make sure that you know that you are welcome to be here and that I love you and that I'm glad that you're listening. All right. So now that that is out of the way, I started off this whole segment um, with something that was very keen and it went like this. Sister Queen, you gotta pick a struggle. You cannot have a problem with gender roles and then bend my ear about what makes a real man. Everybody good? <laughs> we still friends? Okay. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you ladies. I started with that because the narrative around women of color is a negative one. And I find it offensive. And one of the narratives that has been repeated by a lot of the brothers that I speak to is that women of color are contradictory. 
we that we we are complex in the sense that we say one thing but we want another and it's confusing and i find that to be so offensive but the main part of it that's offensive is that i can kind of agree and that's the part that offends me because it's true and it's gone unchecked you know it's gone unchecked for far too long and so i come to deal with it you know i want to let you sister queens know that i was speaking with a brother um, not too long ago and he is married and he has four children and his wife makes that marriage she sets up the rules she kind of runs it and you know how many of us as women already know what we're wearing to our wedding what colors the wedding are going to be is going to be what kind of wedding it should be whether it's outdoor or the themes all of these these things we know oftentimes without even discussing it with our husband because we haven't met him yet and so that's uh, oftentimes how the marriage starts with the I'm a woman, I've thought this through thing, go with my thoughts kind of mentality. And it kind of leaves men feeling like, okay, especially if they respect you, if they respect you and they care about you, they kind of give you that room to rule things. But then what happens is we have these moments where we want to be the woman now. We don't want to lead anymore. We complain about being tired. We complain about having to carry the weight and do it all by ourselves. And, you know, I have to say that some of that is our fault. Maybe not your fault directly, but one of the sister queens in his life, before you or whatever, who has raised him or who he has been with before you or whatever has enabled him to assume you're going to be fine without being protected and provided for in the way that he is wired to do right because somebody before you didn't trust that and now you have to eat that you know so i'm praying that my boy stays married right and we want him to stay married but the things that he goes on in his marriage is her strong stance on equality. You know, she did not take his last name. She um, she wants him to cook three days and she to cook three days. And then the, the last day they go out to eat. She wants... Um, the, the chores divided up in the house. She wants the replenishment of the house to be a divided situation. They have their separate bank accounts um, to where they provide what they need for themselves. And um, she, she has a very strong opinion on maintaining her independence and her individuality. And I can respect that right up until he tells me when they go on their dates, she wants chivalry and and to be treated like a lady, you know? And I mean, I don't even think he realized what he was saying to me as he was saying this because he's been going along with her rules so long that that's exactly how he does it. So he pays for every date, he pulls out her chair, he opens her car door, he offers his hand if she has to step down from a step in her heels. He treats her like a lady. He prepares for Valentine's Day with gifts and no expectation of gifts back from him, for him because he considers it a woman's holiday. Um, you know, 
this is the kind of stuff that he's become accustomed to. But his complaint is that he feels his opinion is undermined. He feels like when he has an opinion that varies from hers, he's met with being treated like her other child, her fifth child, as if he's a handicap. And the reason behind that is because his effort to keep her happy and to keep her um, from arguing with him or keeping her from any hostility, just giving her what she wants, his effort to do that is seen from her as a weakness. Seeing him always acquiesce to her plans, she sees him as incapable. And it's a catch-22 for him. Because if he gave his plan, she would buck against it. And then he doesn't give his plan. And now she criticizes him as being a weakling. So it's a contradictory catch-22 for men that they can't find position in with a lot of the women that they've been with or dealt with. And though his complaint or his question to me was only about how she, um, how she treats him, and how she doesn't value his opinion or how he feels like he's consistently pacifying her. The truth behind it is because the nature of their relationship has a misplaced gender role. Gender roles that she can obviously identify when she wants to. And then when she doesn't want to, she doesn't. So she wants to be, you know, the woman of the relationship when it's time for romance and things like that. But she wants to be equal when it comes to finance and um, and the everyday uh, maintenance of the home. And so to all of this, I say, Queen, if you want a man, if you really want a man, then you have to be a woman. Being the most womanly woman you can be will make all the space necessary for the man to be a man. If you just focus on what you can do as a woman, the men will be focused on their opportunities to show you how much of a man they are. You know, because I listened to this man and he had so much love for her. He had so much respect for her. And he would, you know, go around their arguments and go around um, her attitude and go around her assertiveness to keep her happy. And she didn't realize that that was his, his uh, reaction and his, um, his compromise and his method to her happiness. But that wasn't necessarily who he is, right? That's not necessarily all he had to offer, but that was all he was able to provide because that's the only room there was offered to him. You know, in order to keep a peaceful home. How long have we gone with the happy wife, happy life uh, phrase? And that's damaging to men. We don't want men to be abusive in relationships to us. But a lot of our relationships are set up in abuse to men. And this is not me, you know, I'm going to talk with the men about their part. But I can't talk with them about their part before talking with the ladies about theirs. Because a lot of what they've come to is the result of what they can't come back for. I say that again. A lot of what men have come to is the result of what they cannot come back for. 
If a man comes back to be a head of a household, there's no room for him. He cannot come back for that. So we need to make space. We need to make space, right? Ladies, we want these confident, no-nonsense brothers. We want some gangster who gives out flowers and writes love notes and sings. <laughs> you know, we want um, men who don't mind dancing and who don't mind art, but we also want him to be able to pick up a gun, like, and and say, F the police. Like, we want him to be able to speak in a business meeting, but also have been raised by wolves. Like, it's... it's um. It's okay to want those things, but it's not necessarily realistic and it really doesn't make any sense to say to a guy, you're too nice for me or you're too, you're too soft for me and then be upset at the abuse we receive from a different kind of man. Like it, it just, it's like, it's just, it's, it's hard to understand from a man's perspective. I understand you perfectly, Right. But it's hard to understand from a man's perspective, especially when the confidence of our men is not at the level that it takes to match what we require from our quote unquote real men, right? I'm going to get back to that real men statement in a second, but here's the thing. If you want protection, you have to be precious to him. Like what jewels do you know that go undervalued by a good man? What delicate thing does a good man act uncarefully with a good man you know so if these are the truth if if this is the truth and we know that good men are not going to be rough with a delicate item and we know that good men are not going to not protect a precious thing then you have to ask yourself are you a precious delicate jewel are you that to them to for them to then fill in that position right if you want to be provided for, you have to invest. That's just basics, right? So we want to invest in things that give us residual things for our investment, right? And we're going to talk about letting go of the Cinderella syndrome and, um, you know, coming back to earth, you know, about the reality behind urban finance. We're going to talk about that eventually. But for now, let's just think of the investment as the boosting of male confidence because, Men are acting in the self-esteem they they are able to create for themselves, but not necessarily the self-esteem that we have encouraged in them, right? And so, don't get me wrong, there are some women encouraging the negative self-esteem of men in terms of they they fake like it's positive. You know, we encourage men to be aggressive, encourage them to be... Um, combative, encourage them to not take anything from anybody, never let anything roll off their shoulders, encourage them to be um, the kind of men that don't cry, that don't um, deal with their emotions. We encourage them to be these, these inhuman um, characters. And we do that in the sense of trying to get them to be strong. But I'm trying to tell you, Sister Queen, you don't got to do that. You don't have to do any of that. You can step back and just be your strongest without emulating what you think strength is. And men are going to show you exactly what it is to be strong. The men are going to come through. I promise you, the men are going to come through. If you just focus on you, then men will have the space to be who they're going to be. And you're going to be in awe when they get there. You're going to be in awe. You're not going to know 
that men could have been that strong, that they could be that mighty, that they could have such leadership. You're going to be amazed. I promise you this. If you do your part and focus on you and your womanliness, you'll see the kind of man that's going to roll through these, these, uh, these issues that we're going to beat up together. Both of us are going to beat up together. But this is women training, right? This is about us as women. What can we do differently? People ask me, what could we do? Well, this is what we can do, ladies. We can be better women. And so that's what we're trying to do here. All right? So I guess this is a good time to talk about why I hate the term real men. Because I hate it. I hate when women go on these tangents about a real man would do this for his lady. A real man would say this to his kids. A real man would do that and real, real, real. And I hate the term. And I hate it because every man is a real man. All right. Just that alone is something that we have to accept. That is a real person in front of you. That is somebody's child. A mother labored over him, brought him into this world and named him. She thought about that name for months. She knew from her love for him that she wanted to bring him here and love on him. And some mothers did great and some mothers did poorly at it, but they still brought him here. And they brought him here for his purpose. And he needs to be respected for his purpose, even if... He's not what you want, right? So you don't have the authority to tell him what he amounted to. You don't have that right. That's not your man. That's not yours, all right? And so a lot of the def- also a lot of the definitions that we have for real men are based on superficial fantasy men, things that we saw on TV, things we heard on the radio, things we we listened to in a song. things that we haven't even seen done before we expect a real man to do or that we haven't even seen done in a long time we expect real men to do and that makes our real man character as fake as Prince Charming and that's the irony of it a lot of the real men you're talking about are based off of your fake perception of men excuse me so there's good in every man Even if that man is not good for you, and that's something that we women can accept with our crowns high, it's okay that it didn't work out with you and a man that was not good for you. And you can handle that. I promise you, you can handle that without reducing that man to his flaws or his negativity. You don't have to then title him in his mess. Just let him go and let him deal with what he has to do to get better. Release him. Because he's not yours to fix. He's not your child. He's not your responsibility. You're your responsibility. Your children are your responsibility. And our legacy as a people is our responsibility. But that man, that man doesn't belong to you. His purpose is not solely to provide you happiness. That's your job to do for you. You do whatever you got to do to be happy, queen. You rule yourself. All right? And you can do that without taking your sister queen down. And you can do that without taking your brother king down. You don't have to degrade someone else in order to rise yourself up. You are who you are. Okay? It's like Jay says, man, you was who you was before you got here. You are a queen before anything happened to you. And you'll be a queen no matter what does happen to you. And you got to know that before anybody else does. Right? So know that if if uh, you want something, what you want, Sister Queen, you got to make space for. 
All right. If you want a man to come through and make you feel protected and make you feel loved and 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 provide an atmosphere where you can feel, not make you feel. I should take the make back because nobody can make you do anything. But if you want a man who provides an atmosphere that that offers you an opportunity to be vulnerable and 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 to be protected and to be provided for, well, you got to make space for that. You got to make space for that so that it's obvious to him when he looks at you what you need. And then he does what his part, because that's how they're wired. Men are wired to fix the gaps, to fill in the holes, literally and figuratively, sexually and uh, spiritually. They are wired to do that, to fill in the hole. Right? So you got to create the holes for them. Because that's where they get a lot of the confidence from that you need them to have that requires them to be your quote unquote real man. That takes confidence. That takes a knowledge of who you are and what you are. And we're going to get into why they're suffering with that and why they don't have that in them. I'll talk to the men about that and get them right. But we have to first identify our role in that as Sister Queen and how they got there. Right? Like, how can a man provide for you if you can't wait to tell everyone you don't need anything, that you bought everything, that you've done everything, and that you're good? How can he provide for you? No man just wants to love you, just wants to love you. That's it. All I want to do is just climb into bed with her at night and just love her. That's not that's not the goal of just, you know, of any man. There, there's a need for partnership. There's some gaps that have to be there. All right? And that doesn't mean that you can't have your whole life uh, abundantly. You can be a boss. You can be a... Um, an entrepreneur, you can be um, a good friend to your sisters, you can be all kinds of wonderful, powerful, influential things and still have room for a man. And you know how you do that? By being a powerful, influential, wonderful woman. As long as you stay a woman, there'll be plenty of room for men to be men. And that's why gender roles are important. All right? Because how can a man profess his love for you if you don't even listen, right? Because when you listen, you're listening for him to profess in your words. And when you don't hear your words come out of a man, you're, you're, you're offended or upset. Not realizing men don't speak like you because you speak like a woman, right? You can't make a man speak like a woman. He's a man who's going to speak like a man. And our job as women who want to be with men, and we'll get on men who want to be with women and what their job is later. But our job as women who want to be with men is to remain a woman and get to know a man. Get to know him individually. And get to know him with the same energy that we get to know our employers with. Because we temper our tone in those emails, don't we? We watch what we say and how we say it as not to lose our livelihood. So I'm asking us to apply that same energy to our relationship with the brother kings, whether they are your friends, your lovers, your fathers, your cousins. Temper that energy and address them with some temperament and with some love so that we don't lose our legacy. You understand? My goal is to restore 
our brown family. That's my goal. And to do that, we all have to play our part in the family. We all have to play a role. And each of those parts are separate. Each of those parts are equal, but each of those parts are different. And it's necessary to identify the difference of that because in those differences lies our confidence and our ability to, to, to have esteem in ourselves. Right? I promise you every time a woman tries to act like a man, and I'm talking about that woman energy. Every time that woman energy applies herself to a masculine situation, it's going to be a mess. Every time uh, a masculine energy tries to apply itself to a feminine uh, uh, opportunity, it's going to be a mess. Gender roles are important. Gender roles fall into the line of food. Do you know that there's a male and a female pepper? It's valuable to the God that we know to have separation amongst the genders. So much so that he's done it in every species and we are no different. So clamoring about who gets to play the role of a man and a woman and who gets to identify when we've played it well is a waste of our time. Just be what you've been called to be, right? I need your help to get this right, ladies. I need your help, Sister Queens. I need us to identify in our part in it and embrace our womanhood, you know? Because while we're debunking um, gender roles and saying we don't want gender roles, we're also saying, I want chivalry. I also want a man to, to treat me with love and protection and covering. And that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to a man to say you don't want him to, to find confidence in his position as a man, but you do want him to be a man in a position. It just, it just, it's confusing. And I have to ask women constantly, what is it about being a man that you wish you had or that you wish you could do? What is it? What is it? What, what privilege do they get? I want to know what privilege does a, a man of color, especially a brown man, what does that man have that's so special that we need to make sure that we can do it too? What, what is it? Because I know just from being a woman that I have a lot of privileges, right? And being a man of color, I can't really think of many. I can't think of many privileges besides going out and being able to, to pee outside or to walk around with your shirt off. I don't really understand if there are many privileges that they have that I want, that I'm, that I'm envious of. But I bet you a man would envy the fact that me as a woman could go out in the rain with my son and catch a ride from anybody simply because I'm a woman with a child. Or simply because I'm a woman. I can do it if I'm a woman just all by itself. If I was out there in the rain and a fella drove by me or anybody drove by me, even women take care of women. I could possibly get myself a ride by a stranger to where I needed to go in the rain. But if you are a brown boy in the rain, you're going to walk and you're going to arrive wherever you're going to arrive at wet. <laughs> because you don't have the same privilege. All right, I'm getting off on a tangent, but I'm, I'm trying to ask women, can you be a feminist and still be feminine? That's all I need you to do, you know? Can you use your confidence as your foundation and not the presentation of yourself? You know, can you listen to what's being said 
and reply to that and speak on that as opposed to replying to what you hoped you would hear. Can we really let men be men? You know, and that's my first move. That's the first thing I want to do is get us all on the same page of reestablishing gender roles, especially in the home. Because it's more than about who does the dishes. It's about who who appreciates the dishes being done and then who appreciates being appreciated. And you can sort that out on your own time. Right. But in this next podcast that I do um, for the series, I am going to offer you a perspective on men that humanize, humanizes them, right? And it's going to point out some things about them that some of my sister queens are going to take as me making excuses. So I want to say already that I'm not going to be making excuses for these men. I'm going to identify their current position so that we can take the proper empathy and sympathy and use that to temper ourselves and pay and, and, and incorporate patience with our fellas because while we can do a lot of our work simply by changing our thought processes as women and, and gaining control over our emotions, we can do an abundance of work towards our community simply by making those transitions. Men will have way much more work to do as a result of the systemic oppression that we faced and where we are right now. And that current place of where we are is important for us as the women who will love these men to understand so that we can provide empathy in the proper time, in the proper space that we can offer understanding and we can offer encouragement and we can offer balance, right? In place of our frustration, in place of our criticism, in place of our disdain in place of our unhealed anger we really need to find a space that we can just be complete women total women dope unadulterated unapologetic women so that we can get our counterparts to see the gaps we left vacant for the men to fill and I promise you ladies I know this in my heart we leave those gaps vacant the way that they're supposed to be left vacant and the men will finally come fill them. Thank you for listening. For the latest updates on the Queen Rain podcast, follow us on facebook.com slash rainraphael or Instagram at Queen Rain podcast. Thank you.